Welcome to the Heal Here podcast. I'm your host, Kate Flick, aka Oracle Lightworker. I'm a Holy Fire 3 Karuna Reiki master teacher and Akashic Records reader. I also happen to be a Gemini, don't judge, a 5-1 emotional manifester and empowered empath. I am literally obsessed with helping you heal and showing you that you are your own best healer. Join me here where we will explore different techniques and modalities and where I will share personal experiences and channel guidance to help support you as you move along the spiritual and healing path. I am so glad you're here. You want the good life, you can have it all. House on the hill, baby, you can have it all. Do you want a late night free to put you fast asleep? Got the green light, you can have it all. You want the fast car, you can have it all. I'll book the fast car, you can have it all. Buying you an island, just can't deny it. So go ahead, girl, you can have it all. Okay, I am anchoring into this JRDN energy. I know I can have it all, and so can you. And I thought that that was a good reminder for us both today. Um, I feel, actually, I know that this song already came up at one point. I think in the middle of a podcast before this song like came into my mind, and then it's crazy. Not It's not crazy, but it's annoying that I tried to put, like, I love this song, and I tried to put it in my stories, and it you can't find it. Like, it's on Spotify. I'm going to link it. JRDN, Jordan Croucher, shout out. <laughs> um, but I love this song. And I mean, I think I need to look at the lyrics, but I think it's more, <laughs> I'm looking at it from the perspective of you can have it all. And the universe is your sugar daddy. And I think JRDN, my boy, <laughs> Jordan, is saying, yeah, he's the sugar daddy, but Jordan, we both know that the real ultimate sugar daddy here is the universe, is source. So yeah, I'm big ballin' and love a good lady. Could have, could, could have, could have them all put, I got one, my one baby. Okay, um, you can thank me later, baby. Let's go home. Okay, wait, I'm not gonna read all these lyrics. <laughs> but yeah, he is big ballin', that's what it says here. But I do believe that we can have it all and that's what I want to tap into now, that that frequency of abundance and infinite possibilities that is available to all of us. So let this be our anthem. We can have it all. Um, so how are you doing today? <laughs> it's Thursday. You know, I like to tell you what day it is. It's Thursday yet again. <laughs> I am procrastinating and recording this and getting it out tomorrow, which is kind of, it's a quick turnaround. And I also have a session coming up here, so I better get, I better get going here. No stalling. Um, but it's beautiful. It's been beautiful the last, like, well, today, really to today and yesterday, the sun was out and it makes such a difference. Like last week in Prince Edward Island, oh my gosh, the weather was it's just cold and dreary and dark and wet. And I mean, there's a purpose for that. And I feel like during those times, it's for me, it's like I'm being encouraged to go, you know, within and to maybe, you know, focus on self-care and not be doing as much, just focus on being. So I think, you know, it's important that 
there's all types of weather because for me, I'm personally really affected by the weather. So I kind of take my cues from the weather. So, um, it is good, but I will say that my mood and my overall feelings are so uplifted when the sun is out. And I think it also, um, helps that there was, you know, I, I felt a shift in the energy since that crazy couple of weeks there. I don't know if you felt that as well, but like, I feel energetically lighter, thankfully, um, after, you know, the eclipses and the moon, the, the everything. So yeah, so I'm feeling grateful for feeling a little bit more lightness in, you know, my energy and, just feeling overall quite optimistic, which is a definite shift from the previous couple of weeks. So it is important to always remember that this too shall pass, that, you know, when you are in those harder times that this is temporary, it's going to pass. And it's also important to apply that to the good times that they are fleeting as well. So be in the present moment feel what you're feeling, experience life. And if you are in a challenging time right now, know that it is temporary. Everything is, everything is temporary. It's funny after I just said everything is temporary, I just paused it and I thought for a second, I'm like, wait, is everything temporary? But I think it is even death. Like there is a rebirth, like a reincarnation, like everything is temporary everything is fleeting nothing is permanent anyhow not trying to get all philosophical on you today <laughs> i started the podcast with an absolute jam by jrdn and now i've transitioned into talking about whether death is permanent or not so yeah i digress so before we get into today's episode i have to say that I had such an amazing time teaching Reiki level one and two this past weekend. It just honestly fills up my heart to share this energy, this modality with other people. And just to know that they're leaving the class, not only with a certification, but this self-healing tool that they can use in their own life and they can use to support their families and maybe moving forward to support other people like clients. Anyway, it just makes me so happy and filled with gratitude. And I attuned five people, five new students to the energy this weekend. The The classes are always small and kind of intimate and safe. And yeah, it was just a really, a really beautiful experience. And I'm looking forward to sharing this energy with people again soon. I don't know exactly when that will be. I have had a few people reach out asking when my next class will be. I just need to sit down with all of these sports schedules. I did, I started that yesterday and I'm not totally done just to see we're away for a lot of weekends this summer. So I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to schedule the next Holy Fire Reiki level one and two. I also wanted to launch an animal Reiki and I'm planning for a master's in the fall, which I plan to release the master's date soon. And that's a three day course for the masters. And that's the Reiki master. I just can't even, there are no words like how much that elevated everything for me, my personal healing, my gifts. It just took everything to a whole new level and just so profoundly healing. Like I, anyway, no words, honestly, no words. 
So if you're interested in learning Reiki or perhaps you're really gravitating towards the holy fire energy, um, you may have been attuned to Yusui Reiki or a different lineage and you've been pulled towards the holy fire energy. It's probably for a reason. You know, I've had a student, you know, who was a Yusui Reiki master who felt pulled to work with the holy fire energy. And I know countless other people like from, you know, the experiences in my classes of having people from other lineage lineages just feel pulled specifically towards the holy fire energy so that's for a reason trust and nudge um and when i do offer my master's course it's open to all lineages okay and so it will be holy fire master um i i do know that a lot of people who are from a different lineage and do take the master's are just kind of like, whoa, this is different. <laughs> this is so different. And they want to go back and take the level one and two, um, I, again, because like within the Holy fire lineage, um, because, because they just feel like they kind of, you know, really want those foundational pieces. So if you are drawn to Holy fire, you may want to consider taking the one and two in the Holy Fire if your intention is to go further with the Holy Fire for the, you know, the Reiki Master or Karuna Reiki Master. Because a lot of people, if they do go, you know, right to the Master and they have a different lineage of one and two, many people tend to go back and take the one and two in Holy Fire. So anyhow, stay tuned. Be sure that you are signed up to my newsletter and it's going to be in the show notes here. So just sign, make sure you're signed up for that because you never know with Instagram. I mean, Instagram could be shut down at any time. I could lose my account. So I like, you know, if you want to stay connected with me, then it's the best way to stay connected is to subscribe to my newsletter so that you can get updates in that way. Okay, so with that, we are going to talk about the Akashic Records, all things from the Akasha today. So this is a topic that, you know, I get a lot of people ask me questions about the Akashic Records. I feel like there's a lot of interest about the Akashic Records and, and a lot of people don't know a lot about them. Um, or you might be like me where the word, like the Akashic Records just come into your awareness and you know okay, I need to know more. I need to work with these records. Like you, you just have a feeling. And I've, I've heard of people like saying like a book about the Akashic records dropped, you know, off a bookshelf in front of them. And I mean, I've heard that with regards to many things, like that's how people have gotten a sign about something. It's like the book literally jumped off the bookshelf. Um, I honestly don't, have a memory of the exact moment I became aware of them, but it's like they somehow, the records came into my awareness, probably on Instagram or something, or maybe through a podcast. And the next thing I know, I'm, I just knew I'm buying like books on Amazon from Linda Howe, how to read the Akashic records. And, you know, I just knew, <laughs> I knew I was supposed to be working in them. And so I remember getting the book and, you know, reading, and then there's like a pathway prayer in, in Linda Howe's book and to, to access the records. And I remember, you know, doing the prayer. I didn't finish, I didn't finish the book, like in typical ADHD style. I read parts of both books, but then 
got the prayer and that seemed to be all that I needed. And then I dove right in. And so for me, like, it seems like everything on my healing journey, a lot of it was, um, kind of not centered around, but like the per my healing was the catalyst for my my personal healing was me wanting to heal my mother. Okay. Me wanting to help and heal my mother. And it's like through, I wasn't doing it for my own healing, but it was like, I was led to things that were personally ended up being very personally healing for me. And like I mentioned this on a past podcast, like that's one of the things that drew me to wanting to learn Reiki. Like I had Reiki for myself and I loved it, but I never had an intention to learn it. But when I knew I could use it to help my mom, you know, support her, then I was interested in, in learning Reiki and the same with the Akashic records. Like I discovered it, discovered the records around the time that my mom got diagnosed with, um, stage four lung cancer. And of course you feel with a diagnosis like that, it feels very obviously scary for, I'm sure obviously my mom, but, and for her family members who love her and you feel helpless. And so I just, I don't know. I just found the records and I started going into the records to try to get information to support my mom and her healing. And at the same time, I started pulling Oracle cards and getting Oracle cards for my mom. I pulled them for my mom and, and eventually I started to, you know, pull some for myself too. But, and that's kind of where these practices kind of started for me and and evolved is from that that yearning I had to help my mom and so I remember when I first opened them I don't remember the first day or anything like that but what I'm picturing right now is me sitting and with like a my hard covered like spiral notebooks that I get from indigo (laughs) iyky wait (laughs) If you know, I, Y, K, why do I mess this up every frigging time? Like, what is wrong with me? You you people probably think I'm total bozo. Who even uses the word bozo these days? Um, I, Y, why do I have to write this out and read it? I, Y, K, Y, K. Okay. That is so easy. I, Y, K, Y, K, obviously. Um, why did I even say I, Y, K? I didn't say I, Y, K. I didn't go hardcover books. Anyway. So I just started opening the records and then sitting there and I started to like write and what's coming through now is like my first time I ever had any experience automatic writing was on this November 11th. It was November 11th. Um, it was the 11th, 11, 11 portal. And I don't know what year it was. It was probably leading up. It was probably November 11th, honestly, leading up. I think it was leading up to the, to the summer when my mom was, my mom was diagnosed on July 22nd. I know that cause it's my anniversary and is it my anniversary? <laughs> I think it's the 22nd. Yes. And that's the date she was, the date she was, the date. was there the date um, that she was diagnosed. Um, and so, sorry, I have to just insert this in here. Um, Going back and listening, do you hear my voice glitching like day she was, day she was? Like there's no, like I didn't stop like recording. There wasn't, it wasn't me. That that glitch didn't occur because 
of me piecing pieces of audio together. Like the audio is recorded straight through and it glitched right there. Anyway, I feel like that's a total sign. Um, and I'm leaving it in because I know it's a sign. So I'm not editing, editing that out just so you know, but yes, my first experience with automatic writing was on this 1111 portal and there's some meditation I had to listen to. And then they told me to do this automatic writing. And so I started writing and I was like, what the, what is happening right now? Like, it was like my pen was taken over and it was like, dear child. And like all this stuff was coming out. I was like, who is speaking right now to me? I'm like, this is not language that I would be using. I was like, this is like crazy. And so I had this profound experience with the writing. And so whenever I opened the Akashic records, I just was guided to start writing. Okay. Like open the records and just write in the same type of, in the same type of automatic fashion. I kind of set the intention that I'm just letting this, you know, my pen go across the page and I'm just not letting it stop. I don't want my brain to interfere and think about things. I just want to let it flow. And so I started getting all this information and like going into my mom's records as well to get information to support her. And, and this, the Akashic records were so healing for both myself and my mom during this time of uncertainty, this time of fear. And it was just, it was such a beautiful support for me and for my mom. So my practice, uh, I've had, I had someone ask me like, how did you develop your skill within the records or how did you develop your practice? And it was through practice. It was through just opening the records consistently and doing this automatic writing and everyone is different. Okay. The way you receive information, but because the Akashic records work on the spoke, like on the word is what they say is that it's something that, you know, I recommend people write out, write out or like automatic write or even record what you're saying. Like it's like a stream of consciousness coming through and, and just get on your voice notes and press record and just let her rip, <laughs> let her fly. And then it's crazy because you can go back and be like, I don't remember half of what just came through there. It's just a stream of consciousness. So that's how I first got into the records. And, you know, so I use them all the time for my mom. And then I started to get interested in doing it for other people. And that's when I joined Danielle Serenk's kind of membership where you know I was with a lot of other intuitives mostly mediums and so every week we would be paired up and we'd give practice readings and so I remember my you know when I first started out I was so scared I had no confidence and I just could not even imagine trying to do this channeling like live on zoom for someone you know I couldn't imagine doing that so I would open the records in advance and then I'd write down the information and then we'd meet on zoom and then I would read it to them. And that's how I started out. And so eventually I progressed to the place where I was meeting them on zoom and connecting with their energy and then channeling through messages that were, you know, just on the fly. And they'd ask me questions and I would channel through the answer. 
And so, yeah, I was in this group for over a year. So I practiced, you know, every week for over a year and had an opportunity to work with so many different cool people, so many gifted people and had that opportunity to, you know, go into their records and learn so much. And when you go into the records, you learn so much about the world and like, and spirituality, really how everything works, how everything is connected. So when I work in the records, when I open somebody's records, I always, there's always learning for me personally and learning about everything in the world, really like how the world works. So before I go any further, I probably should define what the Akashic records are, like give you a little definition here. And there are many different ways to describe the records. I have a lot of trouble, just like describing Reiki. Sometimes I get tongue tied. I'm like, uh, it's like everything. (laughs) The records are just everything. (laughs) And so, you know, if you want to define it you could call it a vibrational like a complete vibrational history of every thought experience emotion and interaction that every soul has ever had in every lifetime in this lifetime in every past lifetime it's like an energetic library okay and or a metaphysical library and so there's infinite wisdom okay contained within the akashic records and when you open them, you are opening yourself up to so much knowledge, like beyond your comprehension, how much knowledge exists there in wisdom. So every person has a soul, meaning every person has an Akashic record. Okay. And your soul is the part of you that is incarnated in every lifetime. And so the Akashic records houses every single thought, emotion, experience, like everything that has occurred in every one of your lifetimes. Okay. And that's why sometimes past lifetimes do come up during sessions because they can reveal important information relating to a person's current life. And they don't always come up. And sometimes people ask me specifically, you know, that's one of their questions is what past life is currently impacting me today. Okay. And oh, the the crazy, amazing (laughs) past lives that people have had it blows my mind. And, and there's also just very, um, simple past lives that people have had, but that are having an impact today. So, you know, not every past life is obviously going to come up during a records reading. Um, even if you ask a question, obviously, like most people have lived thousands of lives, but the ones that are, you know, are having some sort of impact on your current situation, they will be brought into your awareness during this reading. And with the hope that through this recognition of a pattern that you're repeating from a past lifetime, that you can clear it. And that's why the the records are so healing, especially when I pair it with Reiki, because we have the ability to pull these experiences, these emotions that you've either repressed in this current lifetime or that you have no recollection of from a past lifetime, we are able to pull them into your awareness so that they can be seen, validated and cleared. Okay. And so it's just so healing. Okay. To have that recognition occur, that soul recognition. And so after that happens, healing can take place. It's funny. I just paused this because I wasn't sure when I took the how to read the Akashic records course with Ashley Wood. Ashley, 
Hemalinen. Um, and I just went back into my, my records, not my Akashic records, my, <laughs> my email records to check. And first of all, another feel like a sign from my mom. Sorry, I already got a sign from my mom this morning. I posted on my Instagram stories, but I was looking for my Akashic records book because I wanted to, to take it out here so I could refer to it and tell everybody the titles. I should do that right now. So Linda Howes, How to Read the Akashic Records, Accessing the Archive of the Soul and Its Journey. And then her other one is Discover Your Soul's Path Through the Akashic Records, Taking Your Life from Ordinary to Extraordinary by Linda Howe. Again, I read bits and pieces of, of these books. I did not read them all, but I just read enough for me to then just dive into the records. Anyhow, I digress. I was looking for those books in my bookshelf and then I see this book on angels and I pull it out and it's, it's my mom's book. It was her book and I just felt drawn to it. And I, and I pulled it out and actually one of my students this weekend in Reiki, she was asking about, you know, my recommendation for angel books. And for some reason I couldn't find any of my angel books around me. I still haven't been able to find the Kyle Gray book that I recommended, um, angel prayers still can't find it. I've been looking everywhere. Um, anyhow, I, I forgot about this angel book. I was like, Oh, here's an angel book. So I pulled it out and then I open it up and there's a feather inside like one of the pages. Like when I, like where I opened it up to, there was like a big feather in the book. Uh, my mom must have put it there but for me that was a huge sign and now I just went in to check when I purchased the how to read the Akashic records and I made two payments and and the second payment was on August 11th which is her birthday which is anyway I feel like my mom's reaching out big time to me today so thank you mom um and now this has me questioning because it said I made my first payment oh now I under wait said I made my, yeah, okay, this makes sense. It said I made my first payment on July 28th, 2020. So I was thinking, oh my gosh, that makes no sense because my mom was diagnosed the 22nd, but I realized my mom was diagnosed the 20, July 22nd of 2019. So that means, it's a good thing I have these receipts for my memory. That means that I spent a year reading the records for her just like, you know, from the little bit I read in the book and just using the pathway prayer, excuse me, to open the records and doing the automatic writing. And then I heard about Ashley's course and I felt guided to take that. So I took that and I think I was guided to take her course because she's kind of modernized the Akashic records and she works with the pinnacle and, you know, it's Palladian energy is what she channels and what I channel now. So which is something that I really like. I'm drawn to Palladian energy. I tend to attract star seeds and Palladians um, as clients, it seems. So that I guess only makes sense that I was attracted to take her course. And so she's kind of worked to modernize the Akashic records, which is cool. So today when I'm talking about the Akashic records, it's based on what I've learned from Ashley, but also probably some things from the books that I've read and my own personal experiences. So it's kind of a melange of, of everything and you may hear different things from different people and just be open-minded and take, I guess, what resonates and leave the rest behind. That's what I always say with everything. Just take what resonates and leave the rest behind. So when we are talking about the Akashic records, 
they're something that many people thought were reserved for like mystics and these enlightened people who had access to them. And, you know, like a long time ago, that was, I guess, from what I've heard, from what I've read, that was the case. But now because our human consciousness has evolved, now everybody and anybody can access the Akashic records. You do not need any spiritual gifts. You know, do not need to meditate for 10 hours a day or have any, you know, psychic gifts that is not required. It is your birthright to be able to access this information. Okay. Every person deserves to access this this information and every person has the ability to access this information. And, you know, you may have heard of Edgar Casey. I think that's how his name is. C-A-Y-C-E. Case. Maybe it's Case. I don't know. Somebody correct me. Um, I always thought it was Casey, but it could be Case. But he's someone who really popularized the records. Um, He was born in the late 1800s and died in the mid 1900s. And he used them as a tool for healing and, and he was known as kind of the sleeping prophet and wrote lots of books. Um, but I've never really been attracted to read anything (laughs) for some reason. I haven't really read anything like I know of him, but I haven't read any of his works. So, you know, you may be, I feel like people can come to the records in different ways and you may be attracted to the records through his works. Okay. And I was kind of attracted through initially Linda Howe and then Ashley. Um, it's kind of like Reiki go with who, you know, what is pulling you go to the lineage that is appealing to you because it's for a reason and you are being kind of guided in that direction for a reason. So many people kind of find it hard myself included to wrap their head around like like what are these akashic records so again they're not a physical record and some people i guess go in and visualize some huge library when they connect with the records i don't i've never had that experience they're an energy for me and every person has the ability to align with that energy to access the information And I have heard, you know, from Ashley's teachings, she believes that the records are housed in the Pallades. And, you know, I've heard they're housed in the quantum field. Um, I've never asked. I don't know. I never, I don't really, this sounds bad, but I don't really care (laughs) where they're housed. Um, I mean, maybe that's important. Maybe there's so many questions I probably should be asking, but I just except that, uh, they exist and I can access them just like you can access them. And I'm just grateful for that access. I'm grateful to be able to gain the wisdom and the knowledge from these records and from the the loved ones, the masters, the teachers. And we're going to talk about, you know, who, who come forward during, you know, a session when you're in the records. So first you may be wondering, how do you access and open the records? And there are different ways. Okay. So I use a prayer in combination with Reiki. So you can use Reiki to, to open the records. You can use a pathway prayer. You can apparently be kind of like in a trance meditative state and go into the records. There are different ways to access them. I find that the most simple way for most people is to use a prayer. 
Okay. And that is kind of your key to open the door to the records. A prayer used to access the records it has specific words that are configured in particular stanzas with a certain rhythm, and that allows you to enter the records. So I initially entered the records using Linda Howe's prayer, and then I started to use Ashley's prayer whenever I took her course. And, you know, I know other people who have channeled their own prayer. I have never tried to channel my own prayer. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I will, or if I'll be ever called to do that, or if it will just come to me someday, but it's not really something I've been thinking of. Um, although I have had many people reach out to me and ask if I would teach a course on the Kashuk records. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's something that I would like to do. I just don't know how I would do it. I feel like I'd want to pair it with Reiki and be an Akashic Reiki course. So yeah, I'd have to just think about how I might do that. So stay tuned. It's it's definitely in my awareness, but I don't really, uh, I don't have any immediate plans for that at the moment. But yes, back to the prayer an entry prayer will help you get into a particular state of consciousness where you are more open to receive guidance. And as I said, you could use Reiki, you could use, be like in a trance, like maybe hypnosis. I've heard hypnosis can be used as well to enter the record. So I'm not familiar with those uh, ways of entering, but I just like to use the prayer. That's something that resonates with me. So you need to find what resonates with you. So one thing to remember when you are in the records is that the Akasha is governed by three absolutes and it's judge not, fear not, resist not. And I think the fear not is so important because I have a lot of clients who say I'm nervous and I'm scared and I get that, believe me, I totally get that. But from my work in the records, I know that there is nothing to be afraid of. There's nothing fearful that ever comes through in the records. I will never channel through scary information that has never happened. There will never be anything predictive like this is going to happen to you. That it's not what the records are at all. Okay. There, it's just always from a place of love and compassion. That being said, there can be some tough love that comes through. And also because you are dealing with all these past lifetimes, information can come through, you know, with, traumatic things that have happened to you in past lifetimes or things that maybe you've even repressed from your childhood. So when that information comes through, that can bring up a lot of emotions for you. So that, you know, that can be difficult for some people, but it's so, so healing and it's so important. I always say with Reiki and the Akashic Records is that you will never receive guidance that you weren't meant to hear. Like you are ready to hear the information that comes through. I just, you are, okay? And the information wouldn't be revealed to you if if you weren't ready for it. And some people ask questions and, you know, this is rare, but there are sometimes when people ask questions and the answers aren't really flowing through, okay? There's not a lot of information coming through. And I know that that's because that person is not at the point in their healing journey where they're ready to hear the answer, okay? So... That's why it's good to always have a backup question or two, but the records just won't 
give you anything that you are not ready for. So it can be confronting sometimes the information, but it's always for your highest good and you know, your highest healing. So it's never going to be anything that promotes fear or makes you afraid. The Akashic records are amazing spiritual resource for growth and empowerment. Okay. They contain the past, the present and future possibilities. And that's what is important to remember is that this is not divination. This is not a psychic reading. Okay. Because humans have free will. So when I'm channeling through guidance in the records, I don't see it as fully predictive because I know that each person has their own divine free will. So I am usually revealing to people possibilities. Okay. And you know, if, if they are asking about something, it's revealing possibilities, but every human has free will. And you know, what's coming to me is that a while back, I think I had a question box and someone asked me a question is like, yeah, can things change? If something comes through in the records, can it change? And yes, it most definitely can change because of our human ability for free will, our, our ability to make, to have choice, to make choices. And so when you make a choice, it can shift everything. Okay. So that question, the, the answer to the question, can things change within the records? Yes, most definitely they can. And that's due to humans free will. So one question you may have about the records is who are, who, who are present? Like if you're opening the records, who's there? Like, where are you getting this information? Okay. And when I read about the records from Linda, Howe, we, in the prayer, we talked about the masters, the teachers and the loved ones. And when I've worked with Ashley Wood, she talks about the Palladians, the council of light and the pinnacle. Okay. And so for me, I know I'm working with the pinnacle who are, they're kind of like the gatekeepers of the Akashic records. And they are kind of the highest point, the highest realm of Pallades energy. And so if you, you are unfamiliar with the Pallades, Pleiades are a cluster of stars located 444.2 light years from the earth in the constellation of Taurus. And they're often referred to as the seven sisters and as a physical location of the Akashic records. And if you, if you've seen the Subaru cars, you know, the Subaru car logo, you see those stars on it. That's the Pleiades. Okay. And the word Subaru literally means Pallades in Japanese. And that's why it's now my bucket list to own a Subaru someday. <laughs> I need one. Just based on that, I definitely need one. So shout out to all the Subaru owners out there. Um, maybe you were guided to that car because you are a starseed and you're just connecting with your star, your astral roots. Okay. So there's, you know, there's masters, teachers, loved ones. That's kind of through Linda Howe's lens. But for me, I just feel like I'm working with the pinnacle, but then also like masters, teachers, and loved ones come in different forms. And for me, they come in the form of ancestors. Okay. Past loved ones, past animals, like pets who have transitioned over. Um, I work with ascended masters in the records. Okay. Like Jesus, ascended master, Jesus. Um, I work with 
angels, okay, archangels, Archangel Raphael, Archangel Michael, um, you know, Mother Mary, like Mary Magdalene comes in. So it really depends on who I'm working with, but like different, you know, illumined beings, different teachers, masters, loved ones, they will come in to, to support the session and support, you know, help with the messages, which is really cool. Like they provide comfort and support like during these sessions. So if you are opening the records, the experience will differ from person to person. And that really depends on how you connect with your intuition, how you connect with spirit. So if you think about my episode on the Claire's, okay, like the language of spirit. So, you know, clairvoyance, your, your ability to see clearly or clairaudience, your ability to, to hear clearly, clairsentience, clear feeling, claircognizance, clear knowing. So those different clairs often show up during the reading and that's how you interpret interpret the information coming through and from the Akashic records and for me you know it was primarily that automatic writing which is really clear um hearing or clear audience because I'm just writing down kind of what I'm hearing and again it's in my own voice okay but then it really um after I was in the records for about a year, it really started to shift. And maybe that was when I learned Reiki, but just into full out like movies, like clairvoyance, like seeing all these images where I'd be just during a session, you know, (laughs) describing the images I was seeing. And now I feel like, I mean, I get a real mix. I'll get I'll get the images, not as much. I used to see one thing that was really cool. I found it was really cool. I'd be like, like not laying back, but sitting back in my chair and being like, freak, I need some popcorn right now. Cause watching some of these past lives, like, you know, go like play like a movie in my mind's eye is super entertaining. I was literally like, okay, what's happening? Like what's happening next? Like, where is this taking me? Like, why, why are you showing me this? And so it's fun to like, kind of, um, what's the word? Like, like for me, sometimes in the records, it's maybe it's like with any intuitive session where it's like putting the pieces of a puzzle together to make it make sense. Like that's where, how it was a lot in more in the beginning. And now I'm finding a lot of it is coming through kind of back to my original days where I'm like channeling it through, like writing is just my thing. So when I do your Reiki session, I'm channeling you Reiki. And at the same time, I open your records during a session and I'm jotting down information that comes through at the same time and that's a way that I receive the information and I can receive it and speak it out loud and but I do prefer for me it's just the way I do it if you see like everybody has their you know things they do like if you look at Tyler Henry the medium and he does all these scribbles on his page and it's like that's you know for me the pen to paper is an important part of the session for me and just channeling through that information but yeah, now I find Claire cognizance, just a knowing of certain things and Claire audience. Um, and maybe, you know, some Claire, some clairvoyance sprinkled in there. I'll see things, but yeah, it's kind of a mix for me at the moment. It's so interesting too. And like whenever I do sessions and I channel through an opening message, it will be, 
it can vary person to person and like the tone can change. Like sometimes they're very sing song and they rhyme. They haven't been doing that lately. And I'm wondering if I'm channeling different energy, but, um, sometimes they use a lot of metaphors. Like they went through a period of time where they were giving me all of these metaphors all the time. And I haven't had as many metaphors lately. Sometimes it's very, you know, just clear and concise. And I think it really, you know, from my experience, they give me information that is the most easily digestible for my client. Like the, they give me information in a way that will resonate most with my client. Okay. And it could be giving me a song or referring to some movie or something like that, or saying things in a particular way. And sometimes I have them like, I like have to laugh out loud because they'll talk in a way that like is very different than other sessions. Like, okay, like girl, you got to get your shit together. Excuse my language. Um, but like (laughs) something like I would never say in a session, but they'll speak through me. Like, and I'll say, sorry, this is, they said, I have to say this to you in this way. Okay. So it's interesting how the messaging can change for (laughs) depending on, who, you know, who is receiving the information. So there are some guidelines if you're entering the records. And I learned from Ashley and from the books from Linda Howe, you were not allowed to consume drugs or alcohol within 24 hours of opening the records. And, you know, that's because the energy in the records is quick, like at the speed of light. And so these substances can weaken the boundary of your energy field. So she does acknowledge that like the substances can alter our abilities to receive messages, but that, you know, we are moving into a time of energetic sovereignty and like making our own choices. And so, you know, if you feel called to go into the records and you're not under the influence at the time, but maybe 12 hours ago, you had a glass of wine that it's, you can make that decision. So I don't know, that's part of her teaching, but for me, I don't drink, so, and I don't do drugs, so I don't go in the records. And personally, I just think, and if you think of the origins of the word like spirits, um, they're called that because as a physical substance, they carry a lower energy. And Ashley has said that, and I've heard this before as well, like dark alcohol, like dark spirits, like whiskey and rum hold a very low energetic frequency, which is so interesting because I've heard of so many people who are like, I can't drink rum because I turn into this, like, oh my gosh, as I'm saying this, my ear, my left ear is just ringing. (laughs) That's a confirmation from spirit. Wow. Like just piercing in my left ear. Um, but I'm thinking back to, to university and just knowing some people who would become extremely aggressive, (laughs) change a lot. And I remember some of these people saying like, I just, you know, I drink, but I can't drink rum or I can't drink whiskey. And, you know, it kind of makes sense with that lower, lower energetic frequency. Um, but with, uh, you know, what, Ashley has said, if you're drinking alcohol responsibly, you know, that you have your energetic sovereignty, you know, and you can make a decision for yourself. Um, and the, she said the same applies for plant medicines, like cannabis and mushrooms. So again, I don't do that in my practice. Um, but yeah, something to 
look into, although, you know, the earlier teachings are very strict on that. So that's something to be aware of as well. Um, but as she said, is in 2021, the energy shifted. And so our soul consciousness has shifted to a place where we are being encouraged to listen to ourselves and our guidance and make decisions based on our intuition. So with that, you can take what resonates and leave the rest behind. So if you are entering the records, it's important to use someone's legal name. The earlier teachings would say legal name, but you know, there's a lot of people who don't resonate with their legal current legal name. So the name that they resonate with most, most is what I go with. And because your name holds an energetic vibration and I also like to get their birth date and location and time. Um, but that's just a personal preference for me. Um, but yeah, that's what really you need is their consent. It's really important to have their consent to go on the records. And that's another thing. Say somebody, somebody comes in and they're like, I just want to know about my husband and his purpose and why did he do this or that? I can't answer. I can't channel guidance for this person's husband. Okay. I can only open your records. And yes, if something comes up about this person and it relates to you and their relate, like I can channel information about your relationship, but not specific information about the other person, if that makes sense. So, you know, if you want to know about your relationship, you could ask a question like, how, you know, what am I meant to learn from this relationship? You know, what is this relationship teaching me? Um, why are we together? Okay. In this lifetime, the, those are questions that can be asked about the relationship itself. And I should say, I guess we should talk about questions. So who, what, and why questions work best? Yes or no questions do not work well. Or when questions like when, when will this happen? Nothing predictive. Okay. This is not about predicting things. And it's, it's about revealing to you information that is going to help you heal. And a lot of times this information that's revealed to you, it resonates. And it's like, I've had so many people say like, these are all things I knew so intuitively, or I knew so deeply about myself, but like to have someone else tell me them is such validation. The information is like things that you already knew to be true you know, and maybe you weren't consciously aware of it, or maybe you were, but it's like a confirmation for you and it can be so, so healing, but yeah, who, what, why questions work the best? Yes or no. It's not going to tell you what to do. Should I, or should I do this or should I do that? No, it would, you know, what are, what would be the benefits of me taking this job? What would be the consequences? You know, you could ask something like that, but you don't ask, you cannot ask questions that are, should I do this or should I do that? You have the Kashuk records respect your free will. Also through my experience with the records, I find the best questions. I, I have a question on my inbox form. I have like a question box and it's like, what I, I, I say to ask questions and I say to give as much detail as possible because I find the more detailed the more details I have, the more detailed the guidance that comes through. That's just in my experience. And I've other people have had similar experiences and I've read about it before that the more details that are given, the more detailed the information that comes through. Okay. And if, if the, if the question is very vague 
the, the answer can be more general as well. So it is good to give lots of details if you feel guided to, and some people don't, and that's totally okay. Um, but that's just my experience. So I think that's about everything that I wanted to talk about today. If you have any questions, let me know. I could do a part two with any other questions about the records, but just like to summarize too, like what the records are and what they are not is they are not meant as a quick fix. Okay. They aren't meant to provide quick info or advice or to help, you know, a client avoid essential lessons in growth. Okay. It's quite the opposite. A session is helping to take you to the next level of your personal healing journey. Okay. And revealing that information to help you as you do the work. Okay. If you want to come here and not, if you're not open to do work, then you're wasting. I'll just tell you right now, don't, (laughs) I don't want your money because it's not going to benefit you. Okay. If you, if you just want a quick fix, it's going to tell me what to do. It's going to do, then don't, don't even bother. It's going to reveal to you very important information. That's going to be really helpful for you on your personal healing path, but you need to be open to receive it and open to do the work. Okay. And it's been said that the records are about who you are and who you are becoming. And that is a beautiful way to kind of describe them. It just, and it's who you've always been in all these lifetimes and being reacquainted with that, that soul version of yourself that it's existed in so many different lifetimes. It's so comforting. Honestly, it's a, it's a coming home. It's a remembering and it is a beautiful thing but it is not a quick fix. It's not going to solve all your problems, but it will give you something to work with moving forward. It will support you and it will show you what's next and not in a predictive way. It will show you what needs to be seen next, what needs to be brought into your awareness. So I hope you found this episode helpful. I hope it clarified some questions you may have had about the Akashic records. As I have mentioned before, I do one-to-one Akashic records readings and it's actually Akashic Reiki, which is a two for one, really. You're getting a Reiki, Holy Fire Reiki healing. Okay. And I'm a Karuna Reiki master teacher and as well as the animal Reiki master. So I have all of those. I believe I have six, including my new frequency, I have 16 frequencies I'm working with. So you get that healing, but then additionally you get the guidance and the healing from the records. So it's like this amazing, (laughs) this amazing healing opportunity and experience. And so I have options where you can ask two questions and, and again, it's done fully remote and, and I'll give you, send you the healing. You just at the, at the, the designated time you lay back, you receive, and then I will channel through the guidance and send it to you in an audio recording. You can listen to it many, many times. A lot of my clients say, I came back to this like three months later and there's so much more even resonates now. So like I always recommend to go back and listen it's something you have. And every time you listen, there's a transmission, there's a healing that occurs. And I also have a live zoom option that you can, you know, that's what I'm doing this afternoon here is meet meeting live on zoom and you'll receive that healing. I'll take you into, 
you know, a guided meditation and channel you your opening message. And then I, you will be, you know, camera off receiving the Reiki. And then I will be sending the Reiki channeling the information and we'll reconvene and I'll share that information with you live. And yeah, both options are equally healing. It's just personal preference. They're both the exact same with regards to healing and level of healing. I've also, I never released this yet. I just kind of gave it to my awareness right now that I created this yesterday, didn't tell anybody, but I've had some people reach out about mentorship and I created a couple of mentorship options, just, you know, live on Zoom or recorded messages. And it's just for anyone who wants to pick my brain, who wants to ask me questions about spirituality and, you know, or, you know, the healing path and has questions I don't know for me or wants to you know tell me something that's going on in their life and as well questions around starting a spiritual business and like moving forward with a spiritual business and any type of business questions like that so you could do it live or you can get I could record it for you and you can submit questions in advance so I didn't formally release it but it is available on my link in bio on my webs i don't know if it's on my website yeah it would be when you click on book a session i think you scroll to the bottom and it will say mentorship so if that's something you you know you need guidance and during those sessions i'll also open your akashic records as well so there'll be some of that guidance coming through as well so anyhow i hope <laughs> you have the best rest of your day ever and it's funny, um, someone sent me a message right before here and she said that at the last, at the end of my last episode, I was saying, I can see you, you know, washing your dishes. I can see you doing this and that. And then she was driving and she was thinking, Oh, can you see me driving as, and as she was thinking that I said, I can see you driving right now to work or whatever. And she was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> it happened like right at the exact moment she was thinking that. So I see you. I see you driving right now. You're driving and listening to a podcast and I'm grateful that you're listening or you're doing your you're doing your chores, you're doing laundry or with your earbuds or your AirPods, whatever they are in I know the EMFs, but uh, anyway, if you uh, I was using the corded ones and then the ones, you know, the wires. And I know, I know all about EMS, but then uh, AirPods are just so darn good. It's just such a struggle between like convenience and like, uh, EMFs are so bad for you. Um, but if you have me in your ears right now, I am very grateful and I appreciate you. You know, I know time is precious, so I appreciate you listening today. And if you could share this with a friend, share it on if this resonated screenshot and tag me in your stories um i would be super grateful or write a rating or a review and i said that last time it just from what i know it helps a lot for other people to find this podcast and i just want to support people on the healing and spiritual path because i know how much these type of podcasts help me support me, um, on my healing and spiritual path, which is obviously ongoing. So yeah, I would really appreciate that as an energetic exchange. Um, if you would share this with, uh, somebody or write a rating review. So we're almost at 60 minutes here. 
I hope you have the bestest day and I will see you hopefully here next week. Okay, have a good one. Bye.